I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and it is time to preview this Sunday's game between the Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what, I have yet to recover from last Sunday's embarrassing loss, to which, once again, I say that the Cowboys were not only unprepared, but they were completely 150% arrogant. I only hope that the Cowboys have learned from this crucial and embarrassing mistake, and that they got it together at practice this week, so this week they can get it done and start a new winning streak. And unfortunately, yesterday we, had, we received some terrible news that Randy Gregory is now on the IR with a calf injury. Unfortunately, that means Randy Gregory is going to miss at least three games. To be quite honest, he's not going to miss three games. I mean, once a player is an IR, how often is it that they actually miss actually just three games? I would love to see Randy Gregory back after three games, but, you know... You know, the problem is, you know, these we, the last thing we need is an injury aggravation, especially in Randy Gregory. But what makes the situation so difficult was that Randy Gregory was having an outstanding year, and he's in a contract season. And what only makes matters worse is that he joins Demarcus Lawrence and Neville Gallimore as our top players on, on the defensive line to be on the injured reserve. I don't know when Demarcus Lawrence is coming back. I mean... Neville Gallimore has been out since the, the Cardinals game and during the preseason. I would have figured that by now he'd be gone, but that, but I did say that he's going to be gone longer than longer than six to eight weeks. I think at this point I'm convinced Neville Gallimore is not going to play at all this season. As far as Demarcus Lawrence goes, I don't know, but I just know that we're not going to see Demarcus Lawrence anytime soon, nor are we going to see Demar- uh, excuse me Neville Gallimore anytime soon. And Randy Gregory, we probably won't be seeing him, I would say, until probably at least a month from now. The situation is, is frustrating. Completely frustrating. But I, from, what, from what I saw is that Tristan Hill, the defensive tackle, who's been out since October of last year with a torn ACL, actually participated at practice this week. But I really doubt that he's actually going to play at all this Sunday. He, if he does play, he'll probably be, come in for a couple of snaps. I mean, if the Cowboys happen to be winning by large margin, and then I, I'd imagine that he's probably going to see a bit more playing time. But as far as him starting, that's definitely not going to happen. But if it does, then, then great. I I wish Tristan Hill nothing but the best. I, I've been praying that, you know, his career so far has just been brutal because he's been injured and just, you know, has struggled to stay healthy. So, and I really hope that Tristan Hill can turn things can turn things around so the same at the same time I've been thinking about this I figure now that Randy Gregory is out for a couple of weeks on the IR I uh, figure I think uh, the rookie uh, Micah Parsons who's been having an outstanding year is probably going to move into a an edge uh, rushing position but you know our our best pass rush Randy Gregory out for a while I mean that's going to kill us big time so but going to this Sunday's game, I'm, I'm already concerned the fact that Terrence Steele will, will remain at left tackle with Lyle Collins going to right tackle. I guess it's been confirmed that Tyron Smith is out for this week, which is no surprise. I actually had the feeling in my stomach that he would be. Because with Tyron Smith, uh, an ankle injury or whatever, I mean, he definitely 
he definitely is out for a while. So, we'll take a look at SB Nation, the little injury report. Well, Tyron Smith didn't pra did not practice. So, oh boy. Well, according to uh, Michael uh, Michael Gelkin, the earliest that Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence will be back the same on the same line as he says will be in December. So, oh boy. In the corner of this piece, SB Nation, Tyron Smith is quote making progress with his injury, but he's still unable to practice. So yeah, he's definitely not playing this week. And according to Calvin Watkins, Mike McCarthy said that Tyron Smith is feeling better. Right now, than he did last week, but he hasn't practiced, so yeah, he's definitely not going to play. At the very least, I would probably expect Tyron Smith to play again, probably on Thanksgiving against the Las Vegas Raiders, but but the situation at the left tackle still concerns me. I mean, Terrence Steele was doing fine at the right tackle, but then you know the whole thing with Lyle Collins coming back from that suspension just uh, made everything so difficult. So, I mean. I'm I'm gonna try to have a little bit more faith, but you know it's already the fact that Ty that Terrence Tyron Smith is out. You know that that's a killer right there. So, uh. but as far as I know, Terrence Steele is gonna be starting on the left side again, and Lyle Collins will be at the right side. And last Sunday that didn't seem to be working out at all because Prescott was sacked, I believe, three times, three or four times, and the running game was not explosive. So. It, it, it was tough, ladies and gentlemen, and like I said, you know, I still have not recovered from it, and quite frankly, in my case, I it's going to be hard to recover from it unless we start a winning a new winning streak. If the Cowboys can beat Atlanta, beat Kansas City somehow, which, which will definitely be a miracle, even though Kansas City doesn't appear to be as good right now, you know, of course, being Las Vegas will be tough as well, as well so, you know, we really have to win out as many games as we can, you know, to keep everything in check, so... But, but this Sunday's game, folks, even though the Cowboys seem to be favored, uh, not sure exactly what Dallas is favored by. I'm actually going to go ahead and double check right now. I, I could have sworn that earlier this week they said that the Cowboys were favored by 10. Oh, that, would be, that would be the consecu uh, consecu consecutive week that they're favored by 10. But against the Falcons, I'm really not going to, not really going to fall for that. Obviously, the matchup predictor has the Cowboys a 75% chance of winning. So, that doesn't mean to be. Okay, no, the spread is, is actually, according to the pick center, it's Dallas by 9. I refuse to accept the fact that the Cowboys are going to win with a blowout. That's definitely not going to happen. Atlanta no longer has Julio Jones. And this week, and of course, uh, Calvin Ridley, who a few weeks ago announced that he would be taking a break for the season to focus on his mental health and some other personal issues. I would imagine then, well, obviously in the Falcons' case, Calvin Ridley is, I'd imagine he's probably going to well, uh, take a break for the, for the rest of the season and probably come back uh, next season. Uh, again, you know, as far as Calvin Ridley goes, you know, me, myself, you know, uh, I struggle also with mental health. It's been a, you know, I've struggled with, you know, mental health, you know, since I was a kid, you know, because of, you know, ADHD and just, you know, the, the brutal life. So, so basically what I'm saying is I know what, Cal I mean, I understand what Calvin really is trying to go through and, and, and I'm happy that he, he's dedicated to, to solving his problems so he can come back better and stronger than ever as a player. And 
I wish him nothing but the best. And if Calvin Ridley, by any uh, miracle of a chance, if he's listening to this, if you, could, if you want to follow me on Twitter at BearmanUpTexas, just TX, don't need to spell it out. If you want to, my DM is open. If you have any uh, thing, if you want to talk to me, you got any advice for me or, or advice for me, or would like for some advice for me, brother, I would love to help you out, my friend. Anybody out there, any of my loyal listeners, if you've got some help, mental health, uh, if, you, if you need some health, mental health advice, if you need somebody to talk to, you can come on my show, any of my shows, or just want to come talk to me. Guys, I'm an advocate to to dealing with mental health. I have my problems too, just like everybody else's. The a remedy is to just talk and be honest with each other. So please, if you need any help, I will do my best. I promise you. Thank you. Well, now let's go back to the game. Well, obviously Atlanta is hungry for revenge because of what happened last year. They had a 20-0 lead after the first quarter because uh, we fumbled the ball three times. At halftime, they, the Atlanta was up 29-10, to okay? And there was a 30, they had a 39-24 lead with four minutes left, and the Cowboys... What scored, and then there was that onside kick the Cowboys recovered, and then CeeDee Lamb, CD Lamb had that great catch that put us in field goal range, and the Cowboys w- went on to win 40-39. to I mean, it was a hell of a win. I remember watching that game big time, and the Cowboys actually have been the Fal- are on a two-game winning streak against the Falcons. The last time the, C- the Cowboys lost to the Falcons was four years ago in 2017. I believe that was the first game our first game without Zeke Elliott, who finally had to serve that suspension. So, And the offensive line was just so horrible. I th- Dak Prescott, I, th- I believe, was sacked probably around six, at least six times. If I were to take a while, I guess he was sacked eight, anywhere between six and ten times. I mean, Dak Prescott was a freaking punching bag in that game. And, man, it, it was tough to watch. And the Cowboys went on to lose 27-7. to But, but now I'm looking at Atlanta's passing defense. The passing defense of Atlanta allows a complete has a completion percentage of twenty. Uh, 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 well, I'm not sure exactly what the completion percentage is, but they're ranked twenty third, and the the rate for a quarterback is twenty sixth. So that means that means the passing defense is not very good. But I'm gonna take it up up a notch, a little bit right here. Looking at my notes right here. So again, just to clarify, yeah. So the completion rate of the play, of the Falcons defense puts them twenty third in, in the league, and the rating is twenty six. So Dak Prescott, I mean Dak Prescott, is gonna have to have a good game in this one. He's gonna have to bounce back big time from that horrible performance last week. Atlanta's passing defense allows an average of two hundred thirty seven point four yards per game, which puts just which puts them thirteenth in the league. And they allow an average of 7.1 yards per play. Hmm. Well, per attempt, I should say. Uh, 7.1 yards per attempt, which, which ties them for 10th in the league. So. You know, last week, obviously, we know uh, for the, the Dallas running game, you know, really had to. Uh, but uh, before I get to that, the, the Atlanta rushing defense allows an average of. 4.4 yards per carry, which ties them for 20th, and they allow an average of 123 yards per game, which puts them 23rd. So, so Zeke Elliott's gonna have to is gonna have to step it up, and uh, so will Tony Pollard. The Cowboys are gonna have to run the ball effectively. Elliott had 10 carries for 51 yards last week. That was an average of 5.1 yards per carry. 
So now looking at it again, the Falcons' def uh, rushing defense allows an average of 4.4 yards per carry and 123 yards uh, per rushing yards per game. So the Cowboys' running game is going to have to step it up. Matt Ryan, 15 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Uh, with, with no doubt, he's actually going to be able to... Uh, he's got the ability to torch our... Uh, Average Cowboys defense. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys defense, ladies and gentlemen, it is average. Trayvon Trayvon Diggs has the interceptions, but you know the problem is Trayvon Diggs last week got burned. Okay, and what the problem with Trayvon Diggs is, you know, blow, blown coverage and penalties. I mean, penalties is a huge problem for Tr Trayvon Diggs. So Trayvon Diggs is gonna have to solve that issue. Trayvon Diggs, I'm not entirely sure who he'd be going up against in this game. I mean, Calvin Ridley. I mean, if Calvin Ridley was playing, I would I would imagine it would be Calvin Ridley versus versus Trayvon Diggs. But that's actually uh, not going to be the case. But anyway, but, but the bottom line is Trayvon Diggs is going to have to step it up. So. And, you know, and Trayvon Diggs has gone two games without it without an interception. Now, as a matter of fact, the Cowboys' defense went two games has gone now two games without even without forcing a turnover. So, this Cowboys' defense is going to have to force is, is going to have to get some takeaways, and they're going to have to sack the quarterback, which will be difficult because now that Randy Gregory's out, it's going to be tough. You know, last week Matt Ryan had three hundred forty three yards, two touchdowns, and a rating of hundred of about one hundred thirty six. Against a Saints defense that's actually relatively good, so of course we got, we got to keep an eye out on Cordero Patterson, who I believe had six uh, catches last week for 126 yards on six targets. So, yeah, that's actually confirmed right here. I'm looking at the notes. Cordero Patterson six had six catches for 126 yards on six targets. That means that Cordero Patterson did not have a did not drop the ball, but did not did not miss a catch. So that being said, that answers my question. A one-on-one -on -one matchup is Trayvon Diggs versus Cordero Patterson. So as far as Trayvon Diggs goes, I hope he's prepared this week because you know we can't we can't we can't allow any any more costly penalties. We can't allow the, the our passing defense to be torched anymore. I mean that, that's been a problem for so long. I mean we we got to do something about it. Like we got to do something. So. And of course, obviously, aside from Cordero Patterson, the Cowboys defense is going to have its hands full against Kyle Pitts, the rookie tight end of Florida, who's actually in four of his last five games he's had at least fifty yards of fifty yards of receiving. So, and of course, also uh, Russell Russell Gage is another player to watch out for. Last week he had seven catches for sixty-four yards on eight targets. So. It's definitely gonna be it's it, it's it's gonna be a, a tough game. I mean, the Cowboys defense last week had four sacks and six quarterback hits, but that was with Randy Gregory. Now without Randy Gregory, that's gonna be proved to be even extremely difficult. So uh, I just hope that Micah Parsons, I hope uh, the likes of uh, Odigazua can have a good game. Aside from him, I hope hopefully. Uh, a lot of players too. You know, I'm looking at the the Cowboys defensive line. I'm I'm, I'm sure there's some names you know that I'm that I'm thinking about, but I just can't get them off the top of my head. I'm looking up, looking up right now of who's available. But you see, right? There, I got the depth chart actually. Sorry, kind of zoning out for a little bit. Well, as far as that, okay, so there's Osa Odizigu. Odigazua, 
Dorrance Armstrong is still there, and then there's Carla Watkins at defensive tackle. Terrell Basham's at defensive end. So I'd imagine Ter- Terrell Basham. Terrell Basham is actually going to be uh, filling in as well. And according to this, uh, Tristan Hill is actually out for this Sunday's game, but he's not on IR. So that stuff, you know, Brent Urban also is on IR, so it's tough. But but now the starting, according to it's been updated. The starting uh, four three defense, we they got Terrell Basham at the left defensive end, and then Osa Adigazua at the left defensive tackle, Carl, Carlos Watkins at the right defensive tackle, and Doran Armstrong at the right defensive end. So, so, so you know what? To Terrell Basham, Doran Armstrong, and I imagine, uh, like I said, uh, Micah Parsons uh, is probably going to move to a role where he plays in as an edge rusher. So. Whatever it, whatever it takes to uh, to wreak havoc on an opposing offense, because you know we still gotta we gotta play defense, we gotta sack the quarterback, we gotta stuff the the running game. I mean, we gotta force turnovers above all else, I and mean, force stops and turnovers. So that, and then you know, and, and score some points on the offense on offense. So, but again, you know, going back, you know. You know, and I'm actually looking, and, and based on how I'm, I'm looking looking at Atlanta's. Uh, Excuse me, rushing offense. I keep uh, losing my train of thought. I deeply apologize. I'm looking at Atlanta's rushing offense. And Atlanta's rushing offense is actually one of the worst in the league. It's actually the four. They're actually basically, from what I'm told, from what I see, is their, their rushing offense is 28th in the league, averaging 80 yards per game. So, but last week, let's not forget, last week. You know, our rushing de- our rushing defense allowed nearly 200 yards on the ground. So, <laughs> so but what, what I'm yeah. So basically, uh, I, I'm not gonna get my hopes up on that. I mean, the Cowboys defense are gonna have to convince me otherwise that they can make the stops. And speaking of rushing offense, we all know the Cowboys now actually have the third best rushing offense in the league, now averaging about 143 yards per game. And like I just said earlier. I think what the Cowboys have to do is they're gonna have to run the ball super effectively on this uh, in this game. So, based on on what I said, like I said, because the Atlanta defense allows an average of 123 yards per game, and I believe it was an average of 4.4 yards per carry. So, but then again, it, it remind I'm reminded that Terrence Steele is at left tackle, and that didn't work out last week. So I'm really hoping it works out this week because we need the offensive line to do its job so Zeke Elliott can do his. So, anyway. But now looking at the Cowboys' passing defense that allows 271 yards per game, which puts them 25th, and yards per attempt is tied for 22nd. So, I mean, that's better than last year, but our passing defense got torched. So, anyway. I'm going through these uh, rankings uh, again. Looking at uh, the passing game for Dallas, the passing game for Dallas is fourth in the league, averages about 292 yards uh, per game. And now we're looking at total offense, and somehow Dallas is actually right now top of the league of an average of 434 yards per uh, per game in total yards. And, you know, this game, uh, Thursday Night Football, I, I figured, you know, they were they were right above Baltimore. I figured Baltimore would actually surpass it, but Baltimore actually had a bad game, so that didn't happen. 
So the Cowboys offense is going to have to wake up this week. I mean, the offense last week was horrible. I mean, I, I, I dare say they were shut down. I mean, I don't care that they scored 16 unanswered points. Those ladies and gentlemen were garbage times, were garbage times points. So I still say that the Cowboys offense was shut out and shut down big time. So now we get to the keys to victory for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Number one, run the ball effectively. And if it works, you keep going. Okay, so basically the point is run the ball, keep running the ball, score some points. Okay? Key to victory number one. Key to victory number two. Defense, defense, defense. Stop the running game. Cover the passing game. Force turnovers. Sack the quarterback. Force stops. Most of all, stop with the fucking penalties for God's sake. The penalties will kill you. Okay? Penalties kill you, especially on third down. Make the stop cleanly. Okay? Force punts. And going back to the offense, key to victory number three, which is similar to number one. When we, if our defense does its job and makes a stop... The offense needs to do its job, march down the field, and score a touchdown. I don't want field goals, okay? I mean, Greg Sterling is on the uh, is on the uh, COVID restriction list, and we we, we signed. Uh, I can't say that the the players uh, named the kicker who we signed. He was actually he actually worked out with us, I think, in training camp, and I believe he was on our practice squad. But y'all know who I'm talking about. But the Cowboys' offense needs to score. Now, I did say the. Run the ball effectively. I mean, if if running the ball just c- continues to work, then you, you keep doing it. You know, if we have to basically abandon the passing play, if the running if the running game is so accurate and so amazing, there's no reason to abandon it. I mean, look, I always say this: if Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard are, are just running the ball and like the the running game just continues to work and work and work, the offensive line is, is playing great. There's no reason to abandon the game. I mean, for one thing, we'll keep that'll keep Dak Prescott protected. That'll keep Amari Cooper protected too. I mean, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb had horrible games last week. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is on my fantasy team, folks. But you know what? If CeeDee Lamb, you know, if the running game is so effective that the passing game doesn't really need to do anything, obviously that's going to hurt me on fantasy football. But I don't care. I'd rather get the results of my, of my Cowboys winning a game effectively rather than getting fantasy points. I mean, I've never, I've never really been huge on fantasy football. I mean, I'm doing it this year because I'm part of, because some friends invited me, and I don't want to reject such an invitation. But the bottom line is, the offense needs to be balanced. Okay, well, more like effective. Because when I say offensive needs to be balanced, that means we need a good passing game and a good running game. But this is assuming that if our running game is so dominant, then we don't have to pass. So be it. Now. Now, assuming that we're going to, since because we have Dak Prescott and we have all the weapons, I'm assuming the passing game is going to come alive. So, in that case, Dak Prescott needs to make completions. The receivers and Dak Prescott need to be on the same page. Run the routes correctly. Make the catches. Okay? Don't be arrogant. And in Dak Prescott's case, don't overthrow or underthrow the quarterbacks. That's what's, that, that, that's what makes you look bad, brother. I mean, that's going to get the critics to give them exactly what they want. The critics are going to get on you, okay? So that being said, offense needs to keep the rhythm alive. That's victory number three. So the key to victory number one was run the ball effectively. Number two, 
stop, stop, stop on defense. Sack the quarterback. Stop the run. Stuff the run. Cover the play. Cover the passing play effectively. Force some takeaways. Okay. Most of all, avoid the fucking penalties. And number three, execute well on offense. That means score some touchdowns. Okay. But one more, the last thing I'm going to make clear as far as scoring touchdowns. If the running game is super effective, do not abandon the running game. Because if the running game is effective, if we're driving down the field, we're scoring points each time. Not only are we scoring points and having a comfortable lead, but we're draining out the clock. And we're draining, we're, we're draining the, the, opposing, the, the opposing defense, which means our running game is only going to get have a better and better game because they're going to be tired and they're not going to be able to stop us. It's about taking advantage of opportunities, and it's about not handing out any opportunities to the Atlanta Falcons. Make no mistake, folks. The Atlanta Fal- Falcons are rejuvenated, and they're going to come to play. Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, and the other player, the other Atlanta player, I forgot his name, but I did talk about him earlier. <laughs> they're going to they're be licking their chops. Atlanta's offense is really going to give our defense a hard time. Trayvon Diggs is going to have a hard time dealing with Cordero Patterson. I can tell you that right now. But even if Cordero Patterson is covered, you know, Kyle Pitts is actually still out there. Going to be open. So... That's why I'm begging this defense to be on top of its game, sack Matt Ryan, get a strip sack, get a turnover. And if we get a turnover, the offense needs to take immediate advantage of it and score some freaking points. So that leads me to key to victory number four. Own the field. Stay in control. Okay? Do not hand any opportunities to the Falcons. Remind the Falcons, remind the Falcons, well, tell the Falcons that our loss last week was a fluke. It could be proven that it was a fluke if the Cowboys come this week prepared and unarrogant. Okay? But make no mistake, the Falcons are going to be ready to play. This is probably going to be a hard-fought game for the Cowboys. Atlanta is not going to go away. Again, Atlanta is hungry for revenge for what happened last season. Okay? The Cowboys must desperately win this game. Losing this game kills even more momentum, and it puts our season in jeopardy because it's it's embarrassing that we went from 6-1 and one to 6-3, and three, losing two consecutive games because because our attitude, we can't get it together, okay? The Cowboys must win this game Sunday. So as far as, far as I go, you know, last Sunday, I, I even said after losing the Broncos, I, didn't, I, I, don't, I, I told you that I didn't think I had any faith in the Cowboys winning this Sunday. Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my mind. I think the Cowboys can win this, but it's not going to be easy, okay? Even though I'm known for bearing my Cowboys, and, you know, because I'm super critical of them, I'm going to give it to them. But they have to get it done. I'm going to place my faith in my confidence in my Cowboys. I think my Cowboys win 38-28. to But they better get it done, okay? They, they need to know their role, and they need to execute very well. One more time. Run the ball effectively. Score some points, okay? And defense must must do its job in every category. And the most important thing is to sack the quarterback, force stops, forcing turnovers, and no fucking penalties. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.